I'm Ryan Walters, that other podcast host that you hate the most, and you're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. It is Saturday, November 26, 2022. It is 8.01 sharp. It is my fault that we are tardy. I apologize to the one person listening live at the time. Walters, I'm so sorry we're getting your Saturday morning started one minute late. I know we want to hit up the DMZ later, and I'm going to walk away with all the coolest guns, all the coolest contracts completed. Uh, but anyways, hello everybody and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as always by our other lovely hostess the joshua mitchell josh go ahead and say hi to all the folks out there hi all the folks out there very good josh we always appreciate people who chat along in our discord because they are so beautiful and they are so handsome and they are so whatever they want to be and however they want to feel um segment start times will be back down in the description below i'm uh, that's back after uh, the tuesday show of laziness and uh we appreciate uh, everyone or no we appreciate at levi Oki illustration for all the beautiful art you can see probably a little late to try and get in on this christmas list i know he does actually get busy this time of year but um if you you know throw him enough money at him maybe Maybe, just maybe, um, you can walk away with something cool. So thank you, at Levi Oki Illustration, for all the beautiful art you can see. Josh, how we darn. Thanksgiving has come and gone. Did you feed your face? Were you the MVP of the Tricky Bowl like you have been for the last 10 years running? How you doing? How you feeling? Well, I don't know about 10 years running. Maybe, maybe right, just 20 years running. Well, getting closer. But uh, no, I was not the MVP. Um, I think that the MVP goes... Um, everybody that attended, because wow. the real wow. MVP, the real MVP are the people that had fun. Um, no, I, I don't know. I mean, everybody had a. I don't know of anybody that had an absolutely horrible game. Um, you know, I had a couple pass breakups. Uh, had, a, had a couple tutters. Defensive MVP. Um, no, no, uh, Dave Sousen. Um, earned the earned the nickname at some point. Uh, shut down Sousen. Oh, um, cool. well, I mean, he's a big I, guy. I don't know if that's fair, but I mean, I call them shut down Sousen. Uh, some people call them PBU Sousen, which is just kind of okay. Um, but uh, I I had a I had a couple good passes. Um, had a, I went two for three at quarterback. Um, and the, and the well. Two for two when I was playing quarterback, and then I had a little wide receiver pass, and that one was a hospital ball to Dave that almost got four people killed. But uh, we won't talk about that one. But when I was quarterback, I threw a nice little, nice little um, route to Jordan on the side sideline, hit him in stride. He just about scored, got us to the four, and then uh, um, had a guy walking by to go get lined up, and he, he says back shoulder. I was like, all right. So uh, I waited for him to get to the top of the line, and then I threw it as he's turning. Back shoulder, low and outside, tutter. No big deal. Wow, Josh. So wait, does it, what? I didn't, I didn't fully hear because I am trying to get a bunch of stuff in the background here, but is your completion percentage 100 for this turkey bowl this year? No, 66. Oh, 66. How yeah. you doing, pal? Yeah. Classic, but, Yeah, Josh. then I had a... I, I had a, I had a couple I had a catch and a um, couple couple moves and put Walters on his butt. Oh um, and, no, dude! Put Walters. No, on I don't. Skates, he didn't dude? fall over. Oh. He didn't fall over, but he didn't touch me at all. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, I, I, we had talked about it a little bit. Um, that um, <laughs> uh, we talked about it a little bit that they changed the setup and and they actually um have a turf field over there now instead of. 
um, the the lumpy grass field that we were playing on uh, the last few years. So that's that was pretty nice. Um, pretty nice, it, Josh. A, think of the players. Think of the knees, dude. Who who do you think you are? You're a sellout. No, 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 no. Um, see, it's Coon Rapids turf. So what it really is is it's kind of like uh, um, they can't afford concrete, so they use like Jello and pudding underneath it. So it was a little bit softer. Um, but uh, overall, it was you know a fun time. Um, how was your Thanksgiving, Gar? I want to hear all about ranch. Well, unfortunately, Josh, when you have divorced parents, and then also I went to a fa- like a friend kind of Thanksgiving deal. I didn't spend too much time with ranch um, because I was popping around all day. Uh, but my Thanksgiving, I went over to a friend's place at noon, stuffed my face with turkey and taters and stuffing and pie. Then I went to my mom's house and stuffed my face with turkey and taters and uh, pie and stuffing and then I went over to my aunt's house with my dad and uh, I didn't really stuff my face at that point honestly I, I could not do a third round of stuffing my face you know had room for pie later obviously had you know third round of pie uh, shout out diabetes shout out all the non-americans listening who think I'm a fat ass because I am um, but uh, no so I, when I got to my aunt's house I did get to watch the football game with Ranch and some of the uncles and cousins and stuff and I don't really enjoy watching football games with my dad. At least maybe if it was just me and him, it'd be different. But I feel like my dad sometimes, you know, when Ranch is around a bunch of other people, he's kind of like on a stage a bit and he feels like he has to like put me in my place a bit, you know? And so, um, you know, he and he, to my perspective, Josh, I think I know everything, obviously, right? I'm a superior football mind. I wouldn't have a podcast if I didn't have... You have a have, podcast, yeah. Right. I mean, if I, I wouldn't have a podcast if I didn't have the superior football mind. And so he's out there putting out a bunch of garbage takes like literally the whole game he was sitting there talking track like he doesn't seem to understand that once they move the kickoff to the 25 or 30 or whatever it is um that really no one returns balls anymore and it's for player safety and this and that but he's like no this kenning wangwu kid doesn't ever return kicks this guy stinks we gotta fucking cut him and get someone good in there i was like dad first of all you're completely wrong he is a good kick returner and second of all like the league has changed like i sit there and tried to break it down for him he didn't want to have it and then of course later in the game after he's been talking trash for three or four quarters depending on when it happened can i does return a kick and you know arguably the changing point of the game there's a couple other plays that could be you know the playmaker but a return kick is a huge deal for momentum swinging in that game so ranch you're a silly goose and i know you want to think you know a lot about football but maybe you did in the 80s all right football's a little different these days um and he was talking shit about thielen on game and thielen had like five catches and a tud like the ranch, the ranch is a wild card. I know you said you specifically wanted me to talk about ranch, so this is now the ranch podcast. But my dad has a lot of silly football takes, and I don't, I wouldn't go out of my way to watch football games with him because I'm much more of a, despite what I'll put in the Discord, sometimes I do that for entertainment purposes. Um, I usually watch the games pretty quietly, pretty, you know, pretty passively, just let the game happen. I'm not screaming at the top of my lungs because Kirk Cousins didn't throw the ball fast enough or because defense stinks. I just sit there calmly and watch the game. So being in a room full of people who are loud, obnoxious is not usually my bag, so to speak. What about you? Um, well, I just find it funny that uh, you say that because I do vaguely recall a time during the Super Bowl when the uh, Atlanta Falcons were playing the uh, the uh, New England Patriots oh. and the Falcons had given up a lead and somebody um, who had been cheering for the Patriots that game got up off their, cou- their chair um, and then walked, you know, a solid five and a half, six feet, 
got into an athletic stance and screamed woo in my face well you see josh um, that is a little different scenario but i pre- you're right I'm, I'm not i'm not afraid of yelling but okay no I'm, i was just kidding i i still find that moment kind of funny um because I, I wasn't necessarily cheering for anybody and then you did that to me oh josh that's, uh, that's how you live your whole life though you just sit on the sidelines so you never have to take you never have to have a take and then you can just call everyone dumb while never you know having anything on the line that's a classic josh well, hang on, moderate hang on. move the super bowl if it doesn't involve the packers the chargers well, now the Chargers, but if it doesn't involve the Packers, then I would just want a good game. I don't want to sit there and watch one of them Broncos-Seattle games that we had a couple years or a few years back. Um, and so, yeah, uh, that was a great game. Uh, it was fun to watch. Um, but anyways, um, I forget what the question was. My head hurts. No, I have a lot of boogers just, in my nose. No, I mean, we, we can move on. I was just asking. I just put the question back to you. Like, do you enjoy watching with a crowd of loud, obnoxious people? Or are you more of a quiet football guy? But, uh, oh, I, you know, definitely I've a quiet a football of... guy. <laughs> okay. We'll just move on. We're already fucking 10 minutes into the pod. But we did vamp a bit because I was not prepared to start the pod. But we can go quickly through the start sit. Speaking of the start sit, Josh, are you ready to start talking about some start sit? Walters, you're yeah. the only one here. Feel free to put some in the chat if you like. We don't need the content, but if you'd like us to help you win your championship this year, we are here to do so. Josh, who we got in the first round of the start set, pal? Oh, well, first off, last week we went 4-5 and five, um, with a positive 21.9, so we're, we're keeping that streak live. Um, overall, we're 33 out of 55. Doesn't sound like the best percentage, but it, it I mean, overall, we're still positive 130.48, um, which is pretty solid that could be two um, fantasy weeks depending on your scoring system yeah i mean i don't want to i don't want to sound mean but if you're in the victoria secret that could be three weeks for some teams oh, no. um but uh as far as this week we've got the benchable quarterbacks so let's just say you're someone like me in the bsb league and your quarterbacks are literally backups that you're praying get to start um, we've got Marcus Mariota at Washington or Matt Ryan versus Pittsburgh. Gar, is there anybody here that you would rather play? Um, let's just pretend that all 30 teams besides, or all 28 teams, I guess, besides these four, um, uh, get sick with COVID-20. Um, oh, no. Which of these two would you want? No improved. I mean, I'd take Marcus Mariota. He's just a little bit more mobile. That Washington defense has been electric lately, but I don't know if we've seen them. Not after the, Well, they did beat the Eagles. Okay, so that is a mobile quarterback. Um, but, I mean, I mean, both defenses are they're playing are good, right? Like, the Washington defense has really come on strong lately, and the Pittsburgh defense, you know, despite that team being pretty much trash this year, Pittsburgh defense is still pretty good. Um, and, you know, Matt Ryan only put up eight points points last week against a philadelphia defense that's pretty stout so if he's playing another good-ish defense i expect maybe only 10 points whereas marcus Mariota, even if he has a rough game i could see him putting up maybe 15 maybe he gets a sneaks a rushing touchdown in there he played san fran earlier in the year which has had a pretty good defense he put up 24 on them he put up 15 on the seattle defense um and so yeah i mean i think you know the Washington defense is probably better, but Mariota seems to be able to squeak it out some way, somehow. So I'll take Mariota over Ryan, um, unless you feel more strongly about Mandy Ice. Um, well, I just I just think that um, they have um, uh, Watt, I think, is going to be back for Pittsburgh. So yeah, Matt Ryan is going to have a little bit of a harder time. Um, but then 
Washington's defense, like you said, has been electric lately. Uh, they, I believe they made Jalen Hurts' life miserable. Um, Mariota's going to be not necessarily a similar runner, um, but that offense is run first. They just lost their, uh, believe it or not, I believe he's their target leader, Kyle Pitts. Um, you wouldn't believe it by the scores uh, that he's put up in fantasy, but um, so that's going to be, you know, limiting his, you know, r- receiver options. Um, and so I, I just, the reason this category is called benchable is because, yeah, they're both benchable. Um, I was leaning Ryan, but I do think Mariota, if he does break free for a rushing one, he does have more opportunity to run than Matt Ryan. Um, so that would, you know, gun to my head, I'd probably go Mariota in this situation just because, um, they're both trash. I mean, I'm thinking we're talking like a, a three to, a three to negative one point performance. It might be. Yeah, this is not the. These are not the options you want. But if they're the options you got, you got to do what you got to do. Moving on, Josh. We have old dog versus new trick. We've got. I'm, I assume L Train is Latavius Murray. I guess I didn't 100 confirm, but I don't know who the hell else yeah. would be. Right. That's okay. He's Tay Train. Please show a little respect. We've got Tay Train at Carolina, or we've got Rashad White at Cleveland. Um, I do believe you know um, Fournette's gonna play, but Rashad White clearly took over that last game, so we'll kind of see. But Josh, who do you like? Do you like Latavius Murray with now zero competition in the Denver? backfield or do you like Rashad White the new and upcomer on that Tampa Bay defense that still or that Tampa Bay offense that still could win their division but Leonard Fournette is looming um, well you know the reason he's L train is because if you are going to start him over Rashad White you're going to get that L um, oh. and so I'm leading Rashad White just because he is that new trick uh, he did take over a little bit last week and I don't think that um, even if Fournette does play there um, I believe their share is is trending in the direction of Rashad White. He's a little bit more explosive. That offense for Denver is anemic. Uh, Mr. Unlimited is still pretty darn limited. Um, he's He's got too many danger witches on the sideline. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Rashad White in this situation um, just because I do think that it's a little bit more of an explosive and offense, and he's he's got some um, opportunity to overtake that backfield. Um, I mean, okay. <sighs> Let the record show, Garlic personally has been high on Latavius Murray since he got signed in Denver. Um, so I've been a big Tay Train guy. So if people care about garlic specific takes, listen to me. But I've also been absolute fucking trash at fantasy this year. And for purposes of the podcast, if Josh is saying Rashad White, we should definitely go with Rashad White because, again, in terms of yo-yoing, I am yo-yoing hard down this year. So Josh, I'll agree with you and Rashad White in principle, even though I love Tay Train. But um, you know, for the record, my my heart pulled me to Tay Train. But um, what do we got next? Uh, well, yeah, you let your emotions get in. in, in yeah, the in, truthiness, pal. In the my way. fucking gut. Yeah, and and your gut right now it's it's been force fed Minnesota Vikings, and since that guy Taytron used to wear that purple. Go tuck yourself in. You got it. Yep. So we've got wide receiver ones for the wide receiver category this week. Uh, we've got Tyreek Hill uh, versus Houston, or Devonta Adams at Seattle. Both of them. If you have both of them, they probably drafted um, in that tenth spot out of twelve-person league. Ninth spot, maybe um, eighth spot, because Tyreek Hill did drop. So um, it's possible to have both of these guys. You're gonna start both of them if you have them. But if you uh, if you only had to pick one guard, who would you have? I mean, this one's really interesting because, of course, like Seattle started hot and they've kind of cooled off a bit. Um, and Houston is a garbage team, but their secondary, I mean, what, maybe it's just been game script because people have been run, able to run all over Houston. Um, 
or whatever the case may be. But the Houston actually is one of the top defenses against receivers in fantasy production this year. And so, again, you could argue, I, I'm not going to sit here and argue that Houston's defense is really good. I couldn't name a single player on their defense. But they have. the fact is they have not allowed a lot of fantasy points to the receivers. So, I mean, it seems like Tyreek Hill is a slam dunk here playing Houston, but the Houston defense has been very good. The Seattle defense has also been really hard at shutting down or has also worked really hard at shutting down receivers this year. And so I guess, you know, you could argue, I guess to me, let's say both of these top receivers are taken out of the game in theory by the defense is Mike Mc- could Mac McDaniel scheme up Tyreek Hill 100 yards at a touch sure but he doesn't need to they've got Jeff Wilson they've got Waddle they've got Kasicki they've got um Raheem Mostert so like they they can 100% win this game with Tyreek Hill getting doubled and tripled all game whereas I think Devontae Adams they probably need him a little bit more Josh Jacobs is good but he just you know sneakily showed up on the on the injury report on Friday and so I'm going to take Devontae Adams just because I think he is needed more by his team to win they have less weapons overall and so they're going to have to force feed Adams whereas I think Tyreek Hill of course Tyreek Hill wants to eat he wants to feast but they could 100% win this game without Tyreek Hill at all that's where my logic is going but again you've been the better fantasy mind this year so if you want to tell me i'm fucking crazy that's fine but i lean adams just because hill isn't as necessary as adams um yeah i mean they're both having uh pretty stellar years um hill obviously um i believe he is now second in uh, receiving yards after justin jefferson played earlier this week um adams has you know he's had his up and downs this year um but the last three weeks he's had over 120 uh receiving yards and um 13 14 and 17 targets um and so he's finished wide receiver one twice in the last three weeks and wide receiver six um and and in between and sandwich in between two of those weeks were against top t- top defenses with indianapolis's past defense and denver um so yeah i think that this he's not i mean he's matchup proof essentially um sure he's had some bust weeks and it's very possible he does um but uh um he is playing uh, i guess they wouldn't have played seattle because they're not in the nfc um but um against seattle yeah i, I do think that um I do think that Adams is a good play, but you know, obviously they're going to play both if you have them. Hill is um, having an amazing season as well, um, just because he's so electric. But yeah, I'm going to go with my uh, Devon Bay Adams. All right, we love it, Josh. Moving on next, we have tighter than tight, tight like a toyga, the two best tight ends in the league. Unless you're in some sort of guillotine where you bought one that got cut, you're not going to have both these guys on your team almost anywhere. But we've got Mark Andrews at Jacksonville. He still seems like still nursing that injury, but he wasn't as electric last week coming back. But, you know, Mark Andrews at Jacksonville or Travis Kelsey, the absolute goat of goats, at least in modern history, versus the Rams. Josh, who do you like? Do you like Mark Andrews or do you like Travis Kelsey? I'd, I'd lean Kelsey just because you can't really bet against him until he starts to show that he's not good anymore, and that, that's probably not going to happen until Brady retires in 50 years. So um, I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey here. The reason that I went with this one was, A, because the site that we use, this is the only option they had, and B, these are the only two tight ends in the NFL at this point. Right. So um, Kelsey's where versus. I'm leaning. Um, Kelsey's where I'm leaning, even though the matchup is probably going to be a little bit tougher. Um, it, but actually probably not because Jacksonville defense isn't that bad either. 
Yeah, but I mean, Josh Kelsey is the slam dunk. Andrews certainly has been, you know, has a history of being able to be electric. But Lamar Jackson seems to be struggling right now. Not that he can't figure it out, but Kelsey has been consistently the top doggest of dogs all year. And so Kelsey is the slam dunk here. Let's not even sit here and break down the tail of the tape. Who cares? We'll move on to the last one. Kelsey clearly the slam dunk here. Uh, moving on to lastly, you just said ah. We've got kind of the four the four person flex position here. We've got Jawan Johnson at San Francisco. Jawan Johnson's really been breaking out this year we got julio jones at cleveland we've got christian watson at philly and we've got brian robinson bulletproof brian versus atlanta um where are you leading here initially josh and i promise i will talk a bit more this time um well right off the bat i'm kind of eliminating julio and b rob uh brian robinson's uh, share has fallen in the last few weeks um um, he he is not. I've watched some of the games, and he's hesitant to hit the hole. He's not as explosive um, as they'd like him to be. Um, he's not uh, firing off like a gunshot, um, and so it's it's very kind of. It, it seems like he's not a hundred percent at this point. But once he gets to that point, I think he'd be good. Um, his his like um, value comes in the red zone area. Um, Julio just you know he's he had a touchdown last week, I believe, but I just I don't think he's. Um, a safe play. Juwan, like you said, he's turning it up. Um, he, I've always liked him. Uh, last year, I was high on him. This, and he didn't do much this year. Um, I've got him in a couple leagues, and he's, you know, he's solid. But um, he, he didn't start off that hot. Um, and then we've got Christian Watson. Um, and so going back to your whole, um, you let your um, emotions take um, hold. Um, Christian Watson Jesus is on pace for. Christian Watson is on pace for 500,000 touchdowns this year. Um, wow. If you use my math, which is not necessarily always perfect. Um, but he is going up against that stout Philly defense. Um, Philadelphia hasn't necessarily played anybody with a wide receiver one this year. Um, and so um, I think that Christian Watson is going to put up at least 250 yards and four tutters. So um, I'm going to lean with um, Juwan at this one. Um, no, Christian Watson. Ah! Right, right, right. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I, my initial thoughts was Juwan Johnson has been pretty consistent lately. Like he's hit double digits the last three weeks. Um, so that's 11 points, 12 points, and then 12 points again, at least in half-point PPR. That's what I always pull up. Um, so, I mean, he's been pretty consistent, but Christian Watson has been boom in the last two weeks. He put up, obviously, those 30 points and three tuds against Downs, like you said, and then two more touchdowns against Tennessee, although only, you know, four receptions for 48 yards. But um, I'll still lean with Christian Watson because of all these four players, he has the biggest boom potential. It's not even close. Um, maybe B-Rob can get going against, a, you know, a struggling Atlanta defense, but I'll, I'm not afraid to go Christian Watson with you. I think Juwan Johnson would definitely be my second in line, and then Brian Robinson and then Julio Jones in that order. But I'm not afraid to go with Christian Watson for you. Or I'm not afraid to ride with you on Christian Watson this week, Josh. Especially because every Vikings fan this week is now a Packers fan. We are cheering for the Packers to beat Philly because the Vikings would still like to be in the race for the first overall seed. Even if we don't deserve it, we would love a bye just because then we can last in the playoffs one week before we get our loss. Um, but every Vikings fan, we are saying go Pack, go this week. And so for that reason, Josh, bringing our emotions into it, we want Christian Watson, pal. How does that make you feel? Dirty. Um, but yeah, no, that's, I, I, I think that your order is exactly what mine would be. Um, Watson, he, I mean, I'd love to see him get more targets. Probably not going to happen um, just because um, he, he's still a rookie. Rodgers has that broken thumb that, like I said last um, earlier, or in one of our last podcasts, um, it's literally being taped on. He has no skin attached. It's just tape. Um, but yeah, so I'd go Christian Watson just because of that boom potential. 
All right, Josh, we have started it and we have set it them and we'll go ahead and move on to the FanDuel fun thing. We should probably go through these pretty quickly, but there's also not too much more to talk about. But anyways, FanDuel fun, Josh, who do you like this week as a, as a favorite? Um, I've got Josh Palmer, um, 6,800 for the uh, wide receiver for the Chargers. Um, he's, he's done a good job the past few weeks, taking over kind of. He got, he's getting plenty of targets, so I feel like that's a decent value. All right, yeah, I like Josh Palmer as well. Um, it seems like Mike Williams is maybe going to miss a little bit more time. They said his injury wasn't quote-unquote serious, but who the fuck knows with Mike Williams? You'd have to be absolutely an idiot to you know, trade a first-round pick for him in a dynasty league. You could, could you imagine being that stupid, Josh? Um, and now, could you imagine that dynasty team having Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Joshua Palmer on it? You'd have to be some sort of fucking idiot. Anyways, I really love Jeff Wilson this week, 77 Hunch. They're playing... Who the fuck are the Dolphins playing? Anyone remember off the top of my head? All right, I'm just gonna look it up. Uh, Wilson, Houston. All right, yeah. So Houston, their their run defense, I think, is like 31st. Um, you know, bulletproof. Brian didn't get didn't get going last week, but Jeff Wilson and Mike McDaniel's are a significantly superior offensive mind and offense. Jeff Wilson, as soon as he got to Miami, was involved early and often. So Jeff Wilson at 7700 feels like an absolute steal. So I love Jeff Wilson this week, Josh. Who do you think is gonna bust this week in the FanDuel? Because we need to, you know, we need to start making some moves if we want to get in that money. Um, I went with CMC. Um, he's playing up against a solid defense. Um, 9,200 is a lot. I don't think he's going to be like a negative point player, but he's, uh, he's got some uh, competition there. And so it's, it's one of those things that uh, um, or he's going to have a harder time than um, other players at that price point. Yeah, and going going to back to what we were talking about earlier, Josh, I think Tyreek Hill will bust. Not because Tyreek Hill is bad. Tyreek Hill is very good, and you know it's very possible that Mike McDaniel's can scheme around this Houston defense and get Tyreek Hill all the yards and all the touchdowns he wants. I just don't think that's going to be necessary. I think it's it, it's the much lower hanging fruit for Tyreek Hill to just be taking all the attention away, being double or triple covered literally all game, um, and then they just you know Miami can win a million different ways. They don't need Tyreek Hill, and so that for that reason. Even if Tyreek Hill puts up 10 fantasy points this week, you know, at a value of 9,200, that's or at a price of 9,200, that's not a very good value. And so you want, you know, you want at least a bunch of good values in your lineup if you can help it. So I think Tyreek Hill, for those purposes, will be a bust this week. Um, Josh, moving on. It looks like you, you don't want to do anything with a sleeper over under contest because you know both of us we came back, or at least I came back and I didn't win a single bet. Um, so you quit? Did you get? Did you put any bets in over Thanksgiving? I didn't even see. I didn't have a chance to. But I did. I put a couple in. I I I did a couple, or I did a couple drafts as well. And and then I saw that you know my my the hundred dollars that I started with was down to like seven fifty. Um, and so I was just like, you know what? Screw it. I suck. I hate this. So I just bet seven fifty on a uh, uh, five piece and or a three piece. I got two out of the three, which hurt. Uh, but then I saw that they were doing the match, the dollar match. So I put some more money in, and then uh, uh, then I won a couple. So yeah. Wow. Okay. But I still okay. quit. Trying to be thrifty with the dollars. Though. I appreciate it. All right. So yeah, we've got no contest for you this week because we are trying to hit time a little bit here. We got to get out of here. But Josh, weekly preview we have to hit because like I said, Josh, every Vikings fan who is worth their weight in gold or worth their weight in salt or worth whatever the expression is. I think I just combined two different expressions. But any Vikings fan who is worth their weight this week, they are cheering for the Green Bay Packers because if the Packers lost, I think we clinched the division. But if the Packers win, Philly gets one more loss and we still got a, a, a better shot at that number one seed because Philly has already beaten us. Josh, can you please go through 
through. This will be the last thing we talk about, then we'll just end the podcast. Can you please walk through exactly the game plan for every Green Bay Packers player to dominate every Philadelphia Eagles player? What's the strategy? How do we win this game? And how can the Vikings fans encourage you to the win because we're all on the same team this weekend, pal, Sunday night? How do the Packers win this thing, and how can the Vi- us Vikings fans help? Well, I think it all begins with um, sending fruit baskets with rotten fruit to all of the players in Philadelphia so that they get food poisoning and have poopy pants. Big brain. Um, and then, then it begins with uh, special teams. Um, and, and a lot of trickery on that. Um, instead of putting 11 on the field, we put 40. Um, that way we have an opportunity to um, stop them. Um, when we're on defense, um, we have to give Joe Barry an Etch-A-Sketch and like some crayons and like a dry erase marker with a cap on so he doesn't uh, write on his face. Um, but then we, um, on offense, what we need to do is we need to have Aaron Rodgers throw with his left hand um, and, and throw the ball a million times to um, just the running backs. Um, and I'm talking like throw the ball in a handoff motion. Um, I think we need to have... Um, five running back sets where we have Aaron Rodgers and then five running backs lined up right behind him. And then we do kind of a little bit of uh, one goes left, one goes right, one goes left, one goes right. And then the fifth guy gets it. Um, or maybe the fourth guy gets it. Uh, you know, some trickeration there that just kind of um, would would help out a lot with um, the fact that there's absolutely zero opportunity for this team to win. Uh, okay, I searched up Go Pack Go in my soundbar here thing. Let's see if anything good comes up. This is I've never played these before. This could be bad. Yeah, that's the best thing you've ever played. Keep it going. Go Pack Go! All right, all right. All right, so there we go. Every Vikings fan will be saying Go Pack Go this weekend. Josh, let's get the hell out of here. Um, i got to write down this thing. All right, Josh, go ahead and hit your Go Packers, and then I'll tell everyone that I appreciate them, and they're so beautiful, and we appreciate everyone participating in the Discord, and we appreciate everyone who will listen again with us Tuesday night at 8 p.m. sharp. Um, Josh, anything else you'd like to say to the folks out there? Go, Pack, go. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you Tuesday evening. Good luck in your Week 12 matchups. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and I hope the Packers win Sunday night. Goodbye, everybody. Save that. Walters, I'll be hopping on the cod here in a moment. Just got to get the shit uploaded, so give me, I don't know, 10, 15. I'll be there, pal. say this on the pod do i keep recording or do i stop and we're just having a conversation no we're i mean i was just gonna say gross but that's oh, I fine. Can, so i can stop recording then because i'm still recording yeah. right now okay <laughs>